Hello, hello, everyone. This is Heather. This is Kara. And you're listening to I'm Not Complaining. I'm just asking. It's our podcast. Welcome back. Now, today is a very special day because we're going to focus entirely on the now cult classic, the film Hocus Pocus. Are you excited, Kara? I'm super excited because... Hocus Pocus, I feel like, is a Halloween movie that was made especially for me because it is a 90s classic. 1993, correct. For some odd reason, Hocus Pocus was released by Disney in July, which it's a Halloween movie. At least release it during... The holiday season. No, not so much. July. No, but this was a different time. Because um, you think... Um, back then, I'm pretty sure that it's a pretty new phenomenon that Disney really began to lean into the Halloween holiday sensation. Nowadays, um, at their... Um, Disneyland, Disney World, it's an entire month-long, if not longer, event. I mean, I think they start decorating Disneyland for Halloween time in September? Well, yeah, no, Halloween time at the Disney Resort starts at the end of August because my birthday is in September and for some odd reason now, my birthday has now been completely taken over by Halloween. And I understand that they want to make money by doing the not-so-spooky Halloween party. And they want to sell... The merch. The merch and the food and have the <clears throat> special, you know, parade and they dress the characters up in the Halloween costumes. Yes. And that's, so the, so and the that's ca- fine, but I would like one birthday photo that doesn't have a pumpkin in it, <laughs> if that is possible. <laughs> so therefore, I have to take all my birthday photos in July and save them <laughs> for, for, for September to post during my birthday week. Yeah. Well... I mean, they really do go all out. I mean, there's always limited special edition mugs, shirts, hats, you name it. And like you said, the special, oh, yes, the pins, the special pins. Oh, goodness gracious. Yes. And then, of course, the specialty food. Let's get back to the topic at hand. Hocus. Hocus. Now, you guys, if you've never seen the film Hocus Pocus, I will advise you to press pause right now, go watch it, and then come back because we are going to be literally do, going a play-by-play of the film. Um, so what is the film? The summary of the film is described as a curious youngster moves to Salem where he struggles to fit in before awakening a trio 
of diabolical witches that were executed in the 17th century. Those witches are the Sanderson sisters, and that is Winifred, Sarah, and Mary, played respectively by Bette Midler, Sarah Jessica Parker, and Kathy Najimy. Now, when the movie was made, the budget was $28 million, and it made $39 million at the box office. So, not an enormous resounding success, but it has gone on to be insanely popular. During this time, we all, of, of 2020, we all need something to look forward to and something to, to, to give us a little bit of a pick-me-up. And it was released that there is going to be a Hocus Pocus 2, a sequel to the original 1993 film. And it is going to include all of the original cast that they were approached by Disney. And they said, absolutely, 100%, yes, we are in. In addition to that, Bed Mittler um, and the cast are going to do a benefit. That's so awesome. I mean, what a great way to warm up and get ready for the sequel. So that's really exciting. I am excited about that. Um, so the original movie was directed by Kenny Ortega and written by David Kirshner, Mike Mick Garris, and Neil Cuthbert. Now, Kenny Ortega, you were saying, Kara, that this was his first time directing for Disney. Yes, and he ended up directing a lot of made-for-Disney TV movies. Specifically, he was the director of the high school musical okay. Disney films okay. that were made for, for TV. So our main characters are Max, the older brother. Uh, he is played by Omari Katz. Katz, really? Okay. This, this movie was made for him. Okay, his younger sister, Danny. But before we go, before we what? move away from Max, okay, I, this is something that I found out from um, a super fan years ago, and I said, "There's no way that this can be true." Okay, and I looked it up and I fact checked, and this is true. That do you know who was actually originally approached by Disney to play Max, the brother? Well, he would have had to be around 17 years old in 1993. So let me think. Um, I'm going to guess Seth Green. I don't know. I have no idea. No idea. <laughs> that that would have been an interesting choice, but no. Leonardo DiCaprio. Wow. And the only reason why he didn't get out of pre-production for Hocus Pocus is because... He was approached to play the special needs son in... What's Eating Gilbert Grape? Correct. So he ended up doing that film instead of Hocus Pocus. They were set to film at the same time, and he had to choose between the two. Wow. So I, you know, I'm okay with that. 
The little sister, Danny, is played by Thora Birch. Our love interest, Allison, is played by Vanessa Shaw. Human, Thackeray Binks, um, is played by Sean Murray. And then when we meet Thackeray Binks, the cat, it is actually the voice of Jason Marsden, who, of course, is, we all know, from his many uh, TV shows for Disney, uh, voice actor extraordinaire, the Goof Troop, um, the Lion King animated series. The list literally goes on and on and on and on and on. And if you have listened to our past podcast, TGIF All-Star. He has a lot of credits on his IMDb. There's, if there's one thing you can say about Jason Marsden, you got to give him a lot of credit. <laughs> oh. And then there's a whole bunch of other fabulous people in this cast. But as we go through the movie, uh, we'll point them out to you as we go. So, Kara, I think I think we're ready. I'm looking forward to watching this again with a with a little bit of a trained eye and going ooh look at that ooh look at that before we press play going back to that this is a disney film there are other disney films that did not originally uh get made as a fam- family friendly or child friendly film just like the mighty ducks as i mentioned before that it had some some darker origin stories. So did Hocus Pocus. Uh, initially, it was made not for it to be for children. Um, it was a lot darker and a lot scarier. And then as they got through production, the cast was having so much fun ad-libbing and working um, with the child actors uh, cast in the film halfway through production they just said look we gotta scrap all of this really scary kind of horror slasher stuff and let's just go down the kid friendly because everybody was laughing so hard the comedic uh timing of um Bette Midler and and Sarah Jessica Parker and Kathy Magini that they were like sisters and so that's the avenue that they went down and i'm so happy that they went with that focus in comparison to a slasher or horror film because as i mentioned in the previous podcast about halloween (laughs) movies i don't like scary movies and hocus pocus does have some creepy parts but it's humorous and it's fun and i don't think hocus pocus is a scary film no. It's Double Double, Toil and Trouble, Fire Burn, and Cauldron Bubble. Sounds like a whole bunch of hocus pocus to me. And with that, let's begin. Can I just say that I appreciate that my DVD, even though it's Blu-ray, has the old-timey Disney logo well it wasn't old timey at the time at the time it was current so okay so we're going with the old school 
Disney way of things is how we begin a movie is with an old-timey, leather-bound, engraved book sitting on a table, and we focus in and open the page. So we've got a blue filter, and we are flying over the woods and rivers, and we see beneath us, it is our silhouette of a witch with a cape flying. I have to say, I love the font that they use for the titles. Okay, now we come on to, obviously, an old-timey town. Mm-hmm. Lots, a little village. Human Thackeray Binks, a.k.a. Sean Murray, is awakened. His sister is gone. This is distressing. All right, so if the if this town over, flyover wasn't clue enough, we are fully aware that we are now in way olden times very distressed apparently everyone in this town gets their shirts from the same place because they are identical now here's my theory just looking at this the two men or boys that we are seeing currently on screen they're wearing identical clothing and they have very similar hairstyles I'm wondering if the boy that Thackeray is talking to is actually his stand-in for the film. And they were just like, just throw him in there. It's possible. And now we see Thackeray Binks uh, chasing after his sister into the woods. Into the woods. Here we go. No shoes. Oh, just one twig. Ouch. He's, he, ooh, oh. oh, tumble. Ow, oh. ow. Jeez, jeez. That is a tumble. Like, out of the fire swamp from Princess of the Bride. That was a stunt and a half. That was incredible. Wow. Okay, now we're upon the witch's cottage where there is purple smoke rising from the chimney. But he is suspicious. Okay, he saw the sister go inside and door slam. All right, we're going to peek inside the window. What are we going to see? Okay. We see three witches, each with a different cloak, and they're surrounding his young sister. This is the first time we're actually going to see the Sanderson sisters. Bette Midler makes her appearance looking amazing, all three of them in their different cloaks. It's a glorious morning. It makes me sick. She's so amazing. Now, I, I have to mention this, that most of... Bette Midler's jokes and her dialogue is ad-libbed. I believe it. Oh, here's the book. Oh my gosh. I feel like some of the, or textbooks that have personality from Harry Potter, I feel like. And also I feel like the look, the design of the book is also pulled a little bit from the book, The Neverending Story, the mm -hmm. prop book with the gold and stuff. But of course, this is, it's stitching and it has a human eyeball. It's pretty gross. Because it's alive. Yes. And I think it's also important to mention how old the Sanderson sisters Oh, yeah. Look. They have the old, old time, old lady makeup on. And white hair. Mm -hmm. They're super wrinkled and, and weathered. Haggard, one might say. Yeah, the hairline's pushed way back. So they're putting together a spell. 
In their giant bubbling cauldron. Mm -hmm. Gathering ingredients. And they're already showing you the difference of the personalities of the three. Bet, uh, Winifred, Bette Midler, is clearly in charge. Uh, Kathy and Jimmy Mary, she's very subservient and she tries to do everything that Winifred says. And then there's Sarah, played by Sarah Jessica Parker, who she's just... <laughs> she's a little um, she's a bit of a space cadet yes she's very in the moment whatever comes to her head is what she does if she's if, very playful though yes if she feels like dancing then that's what she's and gonna that's do why she's also in charge of actually getting the children to the house because she has a she childlike has personality spirit. yes spirit correct. she's not scary no oh gosh so they just bit off part of their own tongues and threw it in the pot because that's a necessary ingredient. So the whole point is they are making this potion. They're going to make the girl drink the potion and then they are literally going and then that is going to exude a aura around the child and they are going to breathe in that aura the so essence. that they can yes, so they can become young and immortal. Correct? No, they're already immortal. It's it's a matter of it's a staying young. Okay, so the <laughs> potion is now being dumped out. By Thackeray, the hero. Oh, no. He's getting electrocuted. She has electricity coming out of... Winifred has electricity that comes out of her fingernails. It's almost like the Emperor in Star Wars. Oh! But this is before Disney owned Star Wars, so... Well... But it's I don't think you can trademark lightning, so I think it's okay. Okay, it's too late. She's already drunk the potion. Her aura is full-on glow. Ready to be consumed. It's a glow-up. The ladies join hands, and they begin to breathe in the life, and they are becoming young. Thackeray is still alive. He is trying to... Regain his strength to fight back. Okay, full on glow up in effect, y'all. The girls are young. Or as Bette Midler says, well, at least we're younger. All right, here comes Zachary. Thackeray, excuse me. He decides the best way, best thing to do right now is to insult them to their face. And they decide the best thing to do is they are going to turn him into something unnatural. And he's going to, his punishment is going to be immortal and as a creature, specifically a cat. And now here comes the angry town folk with torches and, and pitchforks. The girl is already dead. They cover her with a, <laughs> they cover her with a blanket. All right, so it was a very quick trial, and the ladies are going to be hung by the neck until dead. So before they will meet their doom, they are going to cast one last spell, which is going to allow them to return under specific conditions. And they'll be back for all the children's lives, in essence. Nope. Oh, well, now they're dead. And so Thackeray Binks, the cat, is left in the woods all alone. Cut 
to modern day, aka 1993. We are in a classroom. A teacher is telling the legend of the Sanderson sisters as she is dressed in Halloween garb. The students look like they're in high school and uh, they are all very interested in what she's talking about. Okay, so now we are introduced to the first time to character Max. He is wearing tie-dye t-shirt to separate him clearly from the rest of the class. Uh, I would say that that makes him a West Coaster rather than a Midwesterner. That's what they're trying to tell us right off the bat, right? We are then introduced immediately to Allison, who she schools him right away about the origins of Halloween. Okay, gotta tell you guys, that's a bold, bold move. He stands up in front of the entire class in a town he has literally just moved to, goes up to the most outspoken, prettiest girl in that class and straight up hands him her phone number. Wow. That's that's no. a move. Hands her his phone number. Yes. That's not what five, you said. Five, five. That's a move. And now he's following her home from school? Well, she's wearing a red riding hood, which also is going along with the Halloween theme. Even better move, she hands him a piece of paper. He thinks she wrote down her number. No, y'all, that's your number. You can keep it. That's freaking amazing. On our bicycle, we are riding through the tiny town. He's not obeying the rules of the road at all. No. Which I don't appreciate. Taking a shortcut through the woods, which normally I would not recommend, and through a cemetery. Okay. If he just moved to this town, how would he know the shortcut? I agree. And why would you take a shortcut through a cemetery? Oh, here he comes. We are introduced to Ernie Ice and Jay. <laughs> They're absolutely spectacular. I 1993 love 1993 to the nines. Bullies. Yes. P.S. They make fun of him for being from L.A. And how much more L.A. could Jay be? I mean, for reals. God, he's got the leather jacket, the flannel around the waist, and the shoulder-length blonde hair. I mean, he couldn't be more surfer he's if you tried. That, and he's trying to be grunge, too. Oh, of course! You know, I think it's hilarious is that you know, right before they shot this scene, that they buzzed the word ice into the back I of that know. kid's head. I don't think he it's knew so, that was going to happen until, so fresh. until he showed up on set. And they go, you know what would be great? Your name is Ice, so let's shave into your head Ice. And then, of course, they steal his brand new Nikes. Oh, I feel like that was a very 90s thing. To steal shoes? Yes. Yeah. Okay, we pull up to the new house. So new that they are still unwrapping their belongings. Uh, we're introduced into to Jenny, the mom, who is played by Stephanie Farsi. And we are introduced to Dave, a.k.a. Dad, who is Charles Rocket, who, of course, is an alumni of Saturday Night 
live. Can I just mention that he goes up to his room, which is labeled Max, with a tiny little blue and yellow California license plate. I had that license plate. You absolutely did, but it had your name on it. One of the only items I've ever found with my name on it, but I'm happy to see that that was a California thing because... I had one. Here. We live in California. I feel like all. I mean, of course, we grew up in the in the eighties and the nineties, so we're a little biased. But I feel like the personalized keychain license plate milieu was so huge. It was such a thing. If you visited somewhere, every souvenir shop had rows and pegs full of personalized stuff. Which I, the other thing I think is hilarious when he comes home and they ask him how was school and he said it sucked and they go, hey, watch your language. And I'm like, really? (laughs) (laughs) You don't even notice that your shoes have been stolen. No, they say, no, the mom, he, when he walks up the stairs, the mom says to the dad, where where are his shoes? And the dad says, <laughs> the mom, when he's going up the stairs, the mom does notice. She goes, says to the dad, I, what? he's not wearing any shoes. And the dad sloughs it off and is like, oh, uh, uh, I don't know. Maybe it's some form of protest. <laughs> Why could he possibly be protesting? I don't know. Okay, so this is a very oddly constructed room. It has a spiral staircase going up. He's already got an aquarium set up. He's got a... Y'all... Okay, sorry. Okay, he... Yes, he has a fish tank. A rather large fish tank. So he's feeding his fishes. People... I don't know how many of you had fish tanks growing up, but that is a chore and a half. We had a fish tank for a long time, and I gotta tell you, I don't miss having a fish tank. That's a lot of maintenance. And the fact that they moved all the way to Salem from California and dragged a fish tank and the fish that lived in it and they've already got the aquarium set up, ready to go, filter filter on fleek, and he's feeding those fishies, and they actually survived the trip. That seems like a lot. I mean, I know that this movie isn't based in reality, but I gotta tell you, so far, this is the biggest stretch for me. <laughs> going for realism here but really all right the camera is now inside the closet we are peering through the slats exhausted from his ordeal as a little sister jumps out of his closet and says boo ha 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 and and she's dressed up as a witch and she thinks she's so hilarious hiding in her brother's closet and trying to scare him. And obviously he is super annoyed with her. And she wants him to take her to the Halloween party. 
And he goes, you can go by yourself. I'm not going because Halloween is stupid. And now I'm going to play on my drum kit. Which, P.S., a drum kit's already set up? These people. Well, he's got his stuff set up. That's true. The parents probably had to go to work. And that's why they're still packing up or unpacking the rest of the house. So I'm sure that his stuff was all in one box or, or, you know. So it was like, oh, that's Max's stuff. You can put that in his room. Mm -hmm. He obviously has the largest room. He does. So I gotta say, he's doing pretty well. He's got a fish tank. He's got a big bed. Drum kit. Private staircase. He's got all his clothes neatly hung up in his closet. He's got a giant uh, tie-dye backdrop. backdrop. Uh, he's got a globe. So I think he's doing pretty well for himself. He is, he's he's pretty well adjusted. He, yes, and he's not short on confidence. No. At all. In, in either social situations or taking care of himself. I mean, he's got the lay of the land of this. You know, he's, he's going, he's mountain biking through tombstones. I mean... He's got, he's, he's doing pretty well. Um, so anyway, he, the little sister, um, uh, Danny says that she, mom and dad are going to the town adult Halloween party. And that's why he has to be the one to take her trick or treat. Another fun fact Easter egg um, for you super fans out there about Hocus Pocus and Disney, that. In 1993, Halloween, October 31st, was on a Saturday that year. So it'd be popping. Right. But he went, they went to school that day. And, and they're, and Halloween is that night. So they're trying to say that Halloween. And that's what's breaking it for you? Yes. That's what's breaking the third wall for you? Gotta be honest with you, I don't know what day it is right now. So Hocus Pocus from what we can gather, is supposed to be taking place in one day. It is Halloween. They went to school. They're going supposed to be going trick-or-treating. The parents are going to the town uh, Halloween party, which I think is great. So we're already establishing that this community is really into Halloween, which they should be because it's... Salem, Massachusetts. If not there, where? It's if bravo. not now, when? Bravo. <laughs> they're sticking to what they're known for. Yeah. Just exactly. great. Max is being forced to take Danny trick-or-treating. She is dressed in her full witch costume, which presumably she has put on at 8 o'clock in the morning because she's so excited. Uh, but he is dressed in jeans, a plain shirt, a jacket, sunglasses, and a baseball hat um, to which they say, what are you supposed to be? And he goes, I'm a rap singer. Not a rapper. He is a rap singer, which I I was like, wow, okay. Um, that's fine. And the dad says, well, then your hat should be on sideways, <laughs> which was very cute. Okay, we are full-blown trick-or-treating, and I like to mention that their Halloween trick-or-treating bags are a tote. Yeah, and it says, fill her up. <laughs> 
And we are, again, reintroduced to our local bullies <laughs> and ragtag group of friends. Ne'er-do-wells. That also have flannel. Interesting choices in fashion. Uh, and they are smashing pumpkins. Which were Smashing Pumpkins a band yet? I don't yes. know. Billy Corrigan in full effect? Okay. Yes, they are taking pumpkins that are carved um, off porches and smashing them in the middle of the street. Which, come on guys. Show a little class. Little Sister Danny is not intimidated by the bullies who are now trying to make her pay a toll by giving candy and she says, drop dead. They th- they mildly, mildly threaten her, to which she takes it to the next level and says that her brother will physically hurt them, which they already know who he is, and they have already stolen his shoes. They are not intimidated at all. They take advantage of this and f- try to further and publicly humiliate him. And they ask, love the costume. What are you supposed to be, a new kid on the block? (laughs) That's pretty good, actually. Which is, yeah. Even though he doesn't look like one at all. It's just, you know, the insinuation. And so he gives the bullies his bag of candy just to make him shut up and leave him alone. He honestly didn't want to go trick-or-treating anyway. So he's like, here, bro, here's my candy. Just take it. Just take it. I don't care. I didn't want it. Which I feel was the best course of action. Once they're uh, away from the guys, of course, he screams at his sister saying that she ruins everything. So, of course, she lays down in a pail (laughs) on a bale of hay and is very upset. He does feel bad. And he confesses, of course, that he is angry that he just wants to go home, which is L.A., and he hates this place, and he's sorry for taking it out on her. All right, they make up and decide they're going to forge on and go trick-or-treating. They roll up to a mansion. They're like, man, there are some bougie people up in here. You know. Another Easter egg for you super fans out there. The house that they roll up on, which is the fancy house, Mm -hmm. is actually a very famous historical landmark in in Salem. Oh. It is a true old-timey house. Go inside, and there are bowls of candy, and they just start grabbing. And then who comes at the top of the staircase? Allison from school, and she is dressed in old-timey garb. Um, well, the, her family is obviously having an all-out... Nah, 1700s? Yeah, the powdered wigs and stuff. She is not wearing the wig. No. She's wearing the dress, but she's not going to fully commit. All right, so here's the connection. Allison tells Danny that her mother used to be in charge of the Sanderson Sisters Museum, which is held... In their actual cottage. But the museum was closed down long ago because too many freaky things happened. 
To which the brother says, well, let's go there right now. Danny goes, I'm not going there. And Allison says, I really don't think that's a good idea. To which Max is like, you guys are all into Halloween. You're all about the Sanderson sisters being real. So why don't you prove it? He's also kind of like daring her because he earlier alluded to the fact that he didn't believe in Halloween and thought it was super childish and dumb. So why don't you make a believer out of me? So she says, yes, she's going to change out of her garb. She's going to go into some street clothes and they're going to go to the museum. Which Danny is like, this is really bad idea. I may only be 11 years old, but I know that this is a really bad idea. And then, of course, the brother, Max, is like, look, this is, I get to be alone with this pretty girl. Do not screw this up for me. Again. I will owe you forever. Please don't screw this up. And so she's like, all right, fine. You owe me big time. And away we go. Away we go. All right. We're on the street, and we are going to the cottage. Of course, we got to cut through the spooky graveyard first. Ugh. Oh, boy. Here's the, co- here's the cottage in the distance. Here we go up the creaky stairs. Okay, when did her little jack-o'-lantern get a electronic candle? Well, she was using a tote for her candy. So I think that the the, the jack-o'-lantern was also always a nightlight. All right, we found a souvenir lighter to light things up. Honestly, it's not giving us that much light, but we find the light switch. The lights still work, and we illuminate the cottage. Everything's covered in cobwebs, as you would suspect. But there's someone peeking through the window. We, as the camera, are being that person watching them. But who are we? We don't know yet. Oh, it's the cat! It's Thackeray Binks. The cat is watching. Always watching. Of course, being the dumb teenage boy with a lighter and wants to seem super cool, let me just go ahead and light this candle, which happens to be super spooky and black flamed, so why not? Yeah, because, you know... The book made out of human skin told you to, so why wouldn't you? All right! Thackeray Binks the cat jumps into effect and attacks Max so he doesn't light the candle. There you go. Come on, it's just a bunch of hocus pocus. They're like, it's time to go. Oh, Uh, you're done. He lit the candle. And that's all it takes, folks. That's all it takes. Here comes the creaky, spooky wind. Mm-hmm. Inside. Inside. Okay. Ah! Okay. Eerie green smoke and light are coming from underneath the rafters. and Floorboards. Oh, my gosh. So, of course, what happens when a character has been gone for a long period of time? What is one of their first questions? What year is it? They answer 1993, and so we quickly learn that they have been gone for 300 years. <laughs> and just like an almost identical 
re-rack a little sister and there's Thackeray Binks, but it's not Thackeray, it's Max. And he gets electronic lightning bolts from the fingers. <laughs> but this time they weren't expecting Allison, who beats Kathy and Jimmy with a broom and a frying pan. Oh! And little Danny fights back. She uses her bag of candy, bag of candy tote using major pillowcase energy and wax Winifred and Sarah to the floor. And of course he threatens the old women who are centuries old with flame of death. He of course holds a flame to the sprinkler system which then soaks them to the bone which then Max is greeted by Zachary Binks the cat, who's a talking cat, which freaks him out, and it's like, WTF. <laughs> He's also, on his way out, going to steal the special bewitched book. Because that is... The source of their power. Yes. Which, good thinking. Yeah. And they escape, of course, through the graveyard. <laughs> okay. So, they... They run out of the cabin to chase them, and they come across the asphalt street and are and are terrified because because it is slick with the rain. It looks like a deep river of death, and so they shove Sarah Jessica Parker to test to see how deep it is. But of course, it's solid. It's solid, and so their fears are alleviated. Thackeray Binks, the talking cat, tells them that they must go through the cemetery because it's the only place that is safe. Witches are not allowed to set foot on a cemetery. You may be safe from witches, but you're not safe from other supernatural entities in a graveyard on Halloween. Right. So Thackeray Binks, the cat, has had no one to talk to for a really long time. So he's going to give us full exposition of what he's been up to. He tells us about can't set foot in the graveyard. Um, Here's that, all the people that the Sanderson sisters killed so they couldn't share their secrets. And he's going to tell us a whole lot more. Cut back to the cottage. The sisters are hiding in the bushes because the fire department has come to check on the sprinkler system. <laughs> okay. We also are, are informed by Winifred that they must complete their spell sucking, by, sucking by, essence from a child by dawn or else they will be turned to dust That's right. forever. So it's very critical that they make this happen. Kathleen <laughs> <laughs> and Jimmy, my God, she's so incredible. I love her. Which, by the way, again, Easter egg, she was and is a Bette Midler super fan. And so when she got the job, she had to constantly remind herself to not fangirl out because she loves Bette Midler. So whenever Bette Midler would be speaking, she was at full attention and was like, <laughs> please tell me more. Oh, gosh. So great. So great. And of course, Kathy to Jimmy is... Of course, also in 
sister act who plays the eternally cheerful nun. Yes. Um, so she's just amazing. Okay, we're back at the graveyard of where Thackeray the cat is telling us more of his backstory. Specifically about his sister. Yes. Which, by the way, the puppetry and the computer graphics used for this cat hold up. This looks so real. I love this Well, cat. they use a combination of three different... Uh, they had three, they had a real cat, a CGI cat, and puppeteering animatronic cat, and then they had a hybrid of animatronic cat and CGI cat. Mm -hmm. It holds up. It looks great. Okay, the lighter's not gonna work for everything. You can't just burn the book. Nope, here come the sisters. I thought we were safe in the graveyard. Well, they can hover on their on their brooms they can still fly oh god so he so max tries to confirm with thackeray that they can't the sisters cannot land in the cemetery he goes no but you know they have other ways of getting to us as i mentioned before the witches may not be able to come in the graveyard, but there are other supernatural things that can happen in a graveyard, such as, I don't know... Raising the dead. And here comes Billy. Billy Butcherson. <laughs> oh, gosh. Billy Butcherson, played by Doug Jones. He's fantastic. Looking very Edward Scissorhands, if I might say. And the and Winifred is like, Billy, go get him. And he was like, no. <laughs> like, puts up his hands like, you gotta be joking. Yeah, his mouth is still sewn shut from where she sewed him. So, <laughs> Billy's been raised from the dead for not even five minutes, and he gets his head snapped off by a tree tree limb so billy finds his head reattaches it winifred gives him a laundry list of things he needs to do apparently he is bound by a spell to do her bidding so he's like he all right but i don't like it he doesn't have to be happy about it no <sighs> <laughs> okay so bet midler's like we gotta get as met not only one child we have to get as many children as possible because the more essence we suck, the longer we will live. And Kathy and Jimmy, a.k.a. Mary, was like, all right, things are getting a little tense. I think we need to form a calming circle to relax and get our minds right. I mean, <laughs> if ever there was a time to have a calming circle, I think 2020 is the time. And then while they're having the calming circle, they almost get run over by a city bus. Yes. Okay, we're in the sewers. And Billy is following them. He has regained his head. That lighter is not giving any light, y'all. It's not helping you see through the dark at all. Okay, so they have the manhole. Oh, no! They come out of the sewer just in time to lift the manhole. Zachary jump the cat jumps out and is run over by the bus is horrifying. Absolutely horrifying. Poor little cat. Oh Inflato cat. Inflato cat comes to life. 
I think that maybe that was cat version number four that can be <laughs> blown up by a balloon. He's fine. He can't die. I'm He's... immortal. I'm good. So they get off the bus in front of Trick or Treat Central because... The main street. Yes. Because Mary... And they smell children, the chil- yes. but they don't know where they are because all the children are dressed up in Halloween costumes and she's very confused about what's going on. So the house they've pulled up in front of is... It's decorated as Hades, the seventh circle of hell. And who comes out dressed as the devil but Gary Marshall. Uh, The sisters are extremely excited to see him because he is an old friend. Not Gary Marshall, not the characters he's playing, but the actual devil himself. Which leads us to believe that when they were dead, they were actually in hell. Which isn't the... The actress who's playing the devil's wife, actually, in real life, his sister? Yes, it's Penny Marshall, the director. Correct. Yorkshire Terrier to the rescue, Ralph, dressed as a demon, (laughs) chases the witches away. They find out that someone has stolen their brooms, their only mode of transportation. This is a huge bummer. So Winifred has cracked the code. She realizes... That everyone is dressed up in costume. Halloween has become a night of frolic where people run amok. And now we cut to the children finding their parents, which is at the town hall for the festival, the Spooky Nights. Also, there's a giant band. Like 12 pieces. And they're all skeletons. They're awesome. I love it. I mean, at some point, they must have appear at the current incarnation of Disney's Halloween time. Because, I mean, they have the costumes and the set list and the moves all set up. So why wouldn't they? (laughs) And they run into their mother who's dressed as Madonna with the cone bra. Oh, my gosh. So Max jumps up on the bandstand, takes the mic from Skeletor... And makes a huge announcement that everyone needs to be aware that the Sanderson sisters have indeed come back to life. And they are here right now. (laughs) The spot hits Winifred and her sisters. And Bette Midler takes that as her opportunity. Because why wouldn't she? To launch by using her gift of song. The crowd is digging it, and why wouldn't they? (laughs) And Skeletor takes the mic back because he assumes that it was all a plant and he was their hype man. And he was like, this is amazing. Great job, guys. So from a number straight from Broadway, they have a full-on performance, which, of course, within that song was an incantation. The entire crowd has now been bewitched, And they are going to dance until they die. So the kids have lured the sisters to the uh, now closed, obviously, for the night high school. Max has hijacked the PA system and is narrating where the sisters should go to find the children. And I feel like he's very much channeling christian slater from the movie heathers in this exact moment now now the sisters are uh following thackeray binks the cat 
further and further into the basement of the high school. We're seeing various forms of art. Ceramics. It's ceramics class. And what's in ceramics class? A kiln. A kiln. That's right. So they're going to try to burn the witches alive. Pretty good plan. To the kids' credit, they press the button and they look through the window and watch them a burn. They don't push the button, run away, and assume. They watch them burn. And then they look and see that the smoke, green smoke, is coming out of the chimney. So now they're pretty sure the worst is over. We're all good. We have defeated the witches and rid the world of evil. High five, Thackeray Binks the cat. Mission accomplished. Everyone is exhausted. So they collapse at the house. But cut back to the kiln at the school. The smoke goes back into the kiln and they reanimate. Yep. <laughs> okay, so we stumble upon our dynamic duo of Ernie and Jay who have just finished toilet papering the, a house, which, by the way, that is the most toilet paper of a, on a house I've ever seen in my it's life. It's not just so... No, they're they're doing the whole... It's the whole gang. The whole gang is toilet papering all the houses on the street. Oh, okay. I it's see all, It's all... It's the whole crew. And, of course, Ice doesn't feel so good. And that's because <laughs> he's eaten all of the candy. Yes. Yes. True. Which now reanimated Sanderson sisters are now in the middle of this toilet papering situation so of course the sanderson sisters don't like the tone jay and ernie essentially insult them and so they are kid they kidnapped and they end up in hanging cage bird cages essentially in the cottage they will be the next victims and you know what i don't feel sorry for them no you stole Max's shoes, yet took his candy. You harassed so many children for their candy. It's like, really? You can't just go to the grocery store and buy candy? It's Halloween day. It's half price. You know what? If you're really that much of jerks, they could have gone to a store and stolen bags of candy. Well, I don't don't condone that. I'm just saying, instead of bothering children, if they were going to be horrible people... They could have just stolen the candy if that's what they wanted. But obviously they wanted to torment people. (laughs) (laughs) So very frustrated, very frustrated and forlorn Winifred lets out a clarion call to her book that it needs to let her know where it is so she can come and find it. The book is still with the kids, but it is, oh, its little eye pops open and it is aware of her call. Oh, God. So, of course, the idiots, they're like, uh, although well-intentioned, they're like, oh, the cat is asleep. Why don't we use the book covered in skin 
to find a reversal spell that will turn Thackeray the cat into Thackeray the human. Because why would there possibly be any danger since we already burned the witches alive? When they open that darn book, it lets out a light beacon that you can see from space. Winifred sees the beacon and they will fly to the book, but they don't have their brooms anymore, so what are they gonna do? They look in the janitorial closet and find one broom. That get that's Winifred's. A mop, that's for Sarah. And what will Mary have? She has a vacuum cleaner. How do they not see the beacon? Because they're dumb. This glowing orange Thackeray the cat springs into action and shuts the book. But it's too late. The Sanderson sisters have already honed in on the house. They leave the book unintended, just sitting there all by itself. They decide to go into the pantry and get salt because if you surround yourself in a circle of salt, you are protected from witches and zombies, which I did not know that, but now I do. How did you not know that? Oh, wait, you don't watch my, my stories. No, I don't. That is classic anti-witchcraft. So they grab Danny, but Allison puts enough salt around her to save herself. Well, and Max. And Max. All right. We fly over the town, and that's when Sarah, Sarah Jessica Parker's time to sign. She lets out her siren call that's going to lure all the children of the town to the cottage so that they can suck the essence and live forever. All right, so the whole town's full of children is zombified. They are on their way. So the witches touch down at the cottage. Max and Allison have figured out if they can stall the ceremony long enough for the sun to rise, the sun will kill them. So we have our mission. Thackeray Binks, the cat, is in a sack and he is above the fireplace. That is not a good place for a cat. <laughs> so, <laughs> Max busts through the doors and tells them that daylight is upon them. Allison hits the headlights on the car, filling the room with light. Because he goes, daylight savings time. They're like, I don't know what that is, oh no! <laughs> Terrified, they are frozen. They drop to the floor, thinking that death is imminent. They grab the cat. They grab Danny. And they grab their shoes from, <laughs> from Ernie and Jay and leave them. And of course, spilling the cauldron of the brew on the floor. That's right. Sanderson's sisters quickly realize that they've been tricked. That's right. The candle's almost out. The potion has been spilled. But there is just enough left for one child. And the gaggle of zombie children still approach. 
So even though they have the two guys in the birdcage, and even though they have the throng of zombie children approaching the cottage, in true villain fashion, that is not good enough. They want the kids who summoned them. They want them to be the first to die. So we go on a high-speed broom slash bronco chase to the cemetery. We're back in the cemetery. Run back into Billy. All right, so Max threatens Billy with a pocket knife, and then Billy takes the pocket knife and cuts the stitches so that moths fly out of his mouth. I mean, that's one of the most gruesome parts, I think, of Just this so you movie. know, again, Easter egg fun fact. Those are real moths that no! come out of his mouth. Yes. No! Yes. Oh, my God. No special effects needed. He was committed to the role. Oh, gosh. Okay, so we find out that... Billy has decided that he's going to be on the side of good and he is not going to help the sisters at all. So they put Danny in the open grave and surround the open grave with salt. Well, it's Billy's grave. He says yes. that you can be, you'll be safe there. And Billy keeps losing his head. Yeah. Of course, Danny gets <clears throat> swooped up by Winifred. Oh, ow. Okay, Thackeray Binks... The cat flies through the air, knocks the potion out of out of the hand. Cat gets smacked into a rock and dies, but he'll be back. We and know then that. Max drinks the potion. So then, the Sanderson sisters have to take him instead of Danny. So Mary is on a vacuum cleaner. So the kids grab the cord and are keeping her from assisting Winifred. All the while, the sun is beginning to rise. Max is still glowing with essence, so Bette Midler is going to take her last chance, her last try, and she is going to suck the final essence in order to become immortal. But all the while, the sun continues to rise. And now, she is not glowing with essence, she is glowing with smoke. Because she is turning to stone. Sarah and Mary explode into purple dust. And Winifred's statue explodes into green dust. Thackeray Binks, the cat, comes back to life just in time to let out one final meow. And then collapses. Billy the zombie is going to go back to sleepies. So evil has been defeated, but that means if that curse is lifted, then also the, the immortality curse of the cat has been lifted, which means that Binks has finally gone to rest, which is heartbreaking. But it's okay because his soul has been released and now he gets to be out of purgatory that's right he's no longer uh trapped know. he's on... not yes he's no longer trapped in between so thackeray binks the human now gets to go into heaven so our intrepid trio of crime fighters have accomplished their mission but what happened to the party goers we cut back to town hall and we see a gaggle of costumed adults 
dragging themselves out of the building because their curse has also been lifted. They are no longer bound to dance for eternity. And what happened to our bullies? They're still in the birdcage in the cottage. And what happened to the human skin book? It's still intact. It did not get destroyed, which of course we close up on the book and the eye opens, which always tells you there's room for a sequel. And that brings us to today and the announcement that there indeed will be a sequel. Dun, dun, dun! Do you think the sequel will fast forward to Max and Allison being together because they went through that one Halloween night that they are bonded now for forever and it's a tiny little town? Or do you think maybe the book has now been moved to another historical site Possibly L.A. because Max hated Salem. Or do you think that his family, specifically Danny, maybe is the new curator of the Sanderson sisters' cottage? Uh, so, gr all great points. All great points. I'm thinking, and I, and like we said, we have zero clue. We have no in on this at all. We are just saying what we're thinking. Um, <clears throat> I think that since this main character of the plot was the brother Max, I think that the, for the sequel, the main character is going to be Danny. Um, Danny has grown up and she, and because she knows Allison, who that, that family has the rights to that property, that they somehow make a deal and hand over the property into the hands of Danny, who becomes the full-time caretaker. To and, make sure that the Sanderson sisters don't come back. Right. Well, I think Danny is going to be the main character. That's my, my guess. And I think that Allison and Max will make an appearance in the movie. I think they will be married. And I think they have children. And perhaps that's the reason that we the story begins is because Max and Allison come to visit Danny, the aunt, bring the kids. And the kids really want to see their aunt Danny, who is interested in the occult and therefore the, the cool aunt. And so things occur. All possibilities. All possibilities. And because the book still exists, that's how the um, that's how the Sanderson sisters will be summoned. I do want Thackeray Banks, the cat, to be in it. But as we see from the conclusion of this film, I he's just crossed over. He's crossed over. He's not going to come back. Well, we know Billy can come back for sure. He's in the ground. Mm -hmm. going back to sleep to take his dirt nap so um i'm excited to see what the second installment is i've always had an appreciation and i've always enjoyed watching hocus pocus because as we mentioned before it's not creepy it's not weird it's just a fun halloween disney film and i think Hocus Pocus 2 will be just as fun and enjoyable as the first installment. I and I'm so excited that the original Sanderson sisters 
are coming back to play their roles again. And yes, it's been over 20 years since the original film came out. So I think that it'll play into the witches aging to allow for the actual actresses mm-hmm. to be older. Yeah, I don't think that's going to be a problem at all. And they're all three of them are just so amazing. And they just give everything they have to every performance that they do. So it's going to be fantastic. Everyone, thank you so, so much for tuning in today. I hope you loved and enjoyed um, this walk down memory lane of Hocus Pocus. Once again, thank you so much for being here. And it's, I'm not complaining. I'm just asking for you not to light any black flame candles or go into any kind of spooky, kooky, abandoned cottages because it's not a good idea. No, and you should always have salt. Keep it with you at all times. Maybe some holy water. Yeah. Salt, you know, salt won't spill as much though you know and it comes in that in those convenient little packets and it'll give you sodium body it's important to have sodium have a spooky kooky hocus hocus happy halloween happy haunts and thank you for listening to i'm not complaining just asking